You're listening to Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. I'm Amelia. And I'm Nikita. And we're so excited to discuss all things weddings with you. Yes, we'll be covering trends, practical planning tips and more. And of course, we'll have a few special guests along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guides for Brides, the wedding podcast. Yes, hello again to you all. We hope you are enjoying this new season so far. Absolutely. And if you listened to our last episode, we hope we successfully busted those myths around having a wedding gift list for you. Yes, really enjoyed recording that episode as well. So if you haven't heard it yet, go and have a listen. Just a casual plug right there. (laughs) (laughs) So now on to today's episode. Uh, We're being joined today by celebrant and wedding planner Bewley Taylor Harris from Beautifully Tailored Ceremonies. Uh, to discuss having a celebrant-led wedding ceremony. Yes, welcome, Beauty. Thank you so much, Amelia and Nikita. Thank you very much. It's great to be able to do this wedding podcast with you. Welcome, Beauty. We are definitely really excited to hear all your expert insights on this topic. Um, But before we get started, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Of course. So thank you very much for having me again. My name is Beauty Taylor Harris and my business name is Beautifully Tailored Ceremonies. And I hope that that reflects what my business is about. So it's all around putting in my first name, actually, which is Beauty Taylor. And in French, it means beautiful. And I'm tailoring the ceremonies that I'm doing for couples. So I put that together and created my brand and I absolutely love to write ceremonies for couples and then perform them at their wedding. It's quite a special job, it really is. Fabulous, that, that's perfect, thank you Bewley. So as Bewley has just mentioned, um, she has the opportunity to put so much personality into her ceremonies and there's so much flexibility there as well. Um, so we're gonna go on to chat about having a celebrant-led ceremony. So, in a nutshell, a wedding celebrant is a professionally trained officiant who performs formal ceremonies such as weddings or funerals or naming ceremonies, and their ceremonies are usually tailored to their clients' wants and needs. Yeah, and this is different to a registrar who is a legally recognised official that performs the legally binding wedding ceremony. In England and Wales, these need to take place in a registered venue, um, such as a registry office or a licensed wedding venue. And a legally binding ceremony does require specific wording without any religious connotations or elements, whereas a celebrant-led ceremony isn't restricted by this. So, Bewley, how is a celebrant-led ceremony different? So a celebrant can expand on that and create a love story and write lots of different things. You can have different mini ceremonies within your service as well. And also it makes it a lot more personal to the couple themselves. So that's why people choose to go down the celebrant route. And you can do one of three things. You can either just have your registrar ceremony without the celebrant at all. You can have a celebrant and a registrar at your location of choice on your wedding day to witness the wedding. Or you can go to the registry office a few days before, have your legal ceremony, and then you can have your celebrant-led ceremony a few days later, which is what a lot of couples tend to do. Fabulous. Um, So I guess it can 
include anything within within reason Mm -hmm. obviously there are some things you probably can't do but can you give us an example of the kinds of rituals that um celebrant-led ceremonies may involve of course so this is where again the beauty of having a celebrant comes in you can use religious elements and you can also use non-religious elements it purely depends on the couple some couples aren't religious but if they have for an example a grandma or a grandfather there that has a particular religious belief and they want to incorporate that special member of their family in their service you can have a prayer or a hymn or something that reflects that and is it it will bring that person into the service as well we call them mini ceremonies so you can have a sand ceremony which is where the layers of the sand represent the layers of your family and it's all about the couple as the two at the start and if you want to put your future children's color in the in the sand as well then it just starts to create what your family's going to look like in in a visual and you can put that in your mantelpiece at home and it just is such a beautiful reminder of your special day that's one thing you could do a hand fasting ceremony which is a a celtic tradition and that's all about where the phrase tying the knot comes from you tie you tend to tie three knots around the couple's hands and you say for each knot you would write some wording around that knot and at the end of it the couple release their hands from the knot that you've tied around them and the saying goes that the first person that comes out of the knot is the more dominant in the relationship. So, <laughs> lads, for that one, remember it's always the female. If it's a if it's a mixed sex couple, if it's the same sex couple, then you know it will be chosen on the day. I guess. <laughs> oh, that's funny! Brilliant. From the sounds of it, there are so many rituals you can choose from. And of course, all that flexibility uh, for readings and poems Mm -hmm. and prayers. Can couples get really involved in planning their ceremony if they want to? Absolutely. The whole point of celebrant services is all about the two people getting married. That's, for me, as a celebrant, and I'm sure all of the other colleagues that I work with will say the same, it's all about the couple whatever they want we will we will do that and you know you could make your own ritual or mini ceremony up if you like if you both have a cocktail that you absolutely love and that's how you met you were on holiday in Jamaica and you were drinking Bob Marley's at the bar and the man of your dreams walks (laughs) in and he swoops you off your feet and you go right that we want to replicate our first holiday where we met in our service let's create that cocktail whilst we're doing your ceremony and we'll pour them in and we'll make up some wording around why we're putting red in and why we're putting this in and why we're putting that in (laughs) um and you know it's all about bringing in the fun if the couple has um something historical that's been in their family for a long time which they want to represent in their service as well a family heirloom or something that means really something special that they want to attribute to in their service you can do that as well and you can bring in other family members it doesn't have to be 
just the couple that are, are focused on if you have like i've said earlier a, a grandma or a grandfather someone special in your family that you want to put in your sand ceremony they can come to the front as well and be included it's it's all around inclusion of your special ones as well as bringing in the personality of the couple so that when people leave they say wow i've never been to a service like that in my life and you won't ever go to a service like it again because it's all personal to them now we should mention that currently in england and wales celebrant led wedding ceremonies are not legally binding so you will need to ensure that you do have your legally binding wedding ceremony in a licensed setting to get that legal part done. However, if you are based in Scotland or Northern Ireland, it is the officiant who is licensed and not the venue. So you may actually be able to have your celebrant officiate your legally binding wedding. Also, while we're recording this episode, there is actually a law review going on for England and Wales, which proposes to allow officiants to be licensed and not the venue, just like Scotland and Northern Ireland. So you may be able to in the future have your legally binding ceremony led by your celebrant, which will be very exciting. Oh, I'll be jumping up and down on that day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. So, Beely, what's your favourite thing about being a wedding celebrant? My favourite thing about being a wedding celebrant is learning about the love story. I absolutely am in love with love And I think (laughs) our job as a totality, because it's not just weddings that we perform, we can do naming ceremonies, we can do funerals, things like that. It all attributes back to love. The person that has sadly passed, you love, you want to celebrate their life. The, The newborn life that's just come into your family, you love and you want to celebrate that that new life your wedding day you want to celebrate the love that is between two people and that's so special I really enjoy hearing about how a couple met how they fell in love where their first date is what they argue about (laughs) everything around them to to create and there's some pretty good ones (laughs) um everything about those two people that we then I then learn about write about and deliver on the day months and months of work and it I just want every single person to walk away and feel like that was so personal to me and I really feel like we're you know we're set for our marriage now we've had the perfect start we've had the best ceremony with all of our loved ones and it was just what we wanted for me that's the most important thing but I would say my favourite thing is all hearing all about how a couple met and have got to where they are today. Oh, that's so sweet. So is a celebrant-led ceremony kind of perfect for any couple? So maybe they're an interfaith um, couple or, you know, they want specific elements that's, you know... Personal to their faith or their religion or their beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. So as a celebrant myself, my role is not to judge someone's beliefs, religions, historical family traits, traditions, or anything like that. My job is to work with the couple on what they want and deliver that for them. So there is absolutely zero judgment to 
to anyone's beliefs or what rituals that they would like to carry out in their service if you want to have a religious element i can absolutely do that but if you're asking me to perform a full-on religious ceremony then it's probably more tailored to a minister or a church setting purely because i i don't have the rights to be able to carry out a religious ceremony like you would do with a priest i'm more i'd be more than happy to do so absolutely but i i don't feel like you can do that in a non-religious setting perhaps maybe some a couple would like to have their religious service first and then we can do the celebrant bit at their venue of choice but yeah i accept any couple i'm actually doing a um accreditation at the moment which is for the lgbtq plus arena and i'm really enjoying learning about these this group of individuals and that is something that i'll be offering um and marketing myself in as well in the future is that community because it is such a great community to work with Absolutely. And I think that's per- that's the perfect thing about a celebrant-led ceremony, isn't it? Because you can come from any background, you can mm. have any, um, like, any sexual orientation, yeah. you, can, you can be anyone mm. and be marrying anyone. And it's just the perfect way to celebrate your relationship. It's not yeah. about the legal side of things, it's about the relationship and that's the focus, isn't it? Exactly that. And I think... The more that you get to know people and the wider that you expand with different individuals, you you start to learn about their different relationships and their different religions, their different beliefs, different cultures. And that is what is so nice, is to learn about so many different people. And I probably find that really enjoyable as well, actually, is learning about different people. Yeah, fabulous. I mean, Amelia, you kind of had a celebrant-led ceremony for your wedding as well, didn't you? Yeah, so we actually had our our legal ceremony on a Tuesday morning at a registry office. Um, I think it was like the cheapest option they had, so we're like, we'll go for that. (laughs) Um, Only because we wanted to get married on a Sunday at our wedding venue and we wanted our minister to perform the ceremony and we Mm. wanted some religious elements in there. And so obviously you can't have uh, your legal part then taking place in that same ceremony. Mm. Um, So that's what we ended up doing um, and it worked perfectly for us. Um, And we didn't mind having, you know, our legal part separate. You know, we just had our parents come and and watch us. and then our actual wedding day on the Sunday, you know, all of our guests were there and no one would actually ever know that that wasn't the legally binding part. That's, the, yeah, agree with you, Amelia. Lots of people don't know that that wedding at the the manor house or wherever it is, isn't effectively legal. Unless there's two people standing at the front and a question is asked, if you have your registrar on the day there because you can do that um you know lots of people don't know they're not going to kind of a real wedding in brackets it it's a bit of a the couple have got a one up there really <laughs> yeah absolutely they, they and i guess as well that leads us on quite nicely to the question of 
if the couple wanted to and make to make it look even more like it is the mm-hmm. legally binding wedding ceremony, even if it isn't, is that a possibility? Yes, absolutely, 100% again. So you can have the vows that you would have if you took your wedding in a church setting. The vows that you have there, you can put them into your celebrant-led service as well as adding your own personalised vows to each other if that's something that you want to do. Some people just want the statutory vows for their celebrant wedding, which is totally fine, we can do that. But if you want the statutory vows as well as the celebrant vows that you write, you can do that as well. And if you were to give some advice to couples on the best way they can work with their wedding celebrant, what would you what would, what advice would you give? Your wedding celebrant is the key to all your secrets. So Ooh. I would say <laughs> So that's a killer line, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think for me, if you tell me everything about you, I can write the best ceremony for you as long as I've got all of the information and I think with um, other types of ceremonies that we do celebration of life perhaps your kind of working time for that service isn't as long as you would do for a wedding they tend to you know have an 18 month to 24 month build up so you're gonna get to know that couple really really well And sometimes we have the male or the female call us and go, don't tell X, but I really want to put this in my wedding vows and surprise him or her. What do you think? And you're able to give a valid piece of feedback on that advice because you know the other person in the couple that well that you think, oh, do you know what? I think I think they would actually really like that. Let's do it. Let's surprise her. And then you get to work sort of in disguise to to again create something that the other person's not going to know so on the wedding day it's like oh wow like I never knew that if (laughs) if you're marrying a gentleman that isn't necessarily open with their feelings or emotions and you get to the wedding day and they've written these beautiful vows for you you know the bride or the groom that they're marrying is going to be totally and utterly flabbergasted and bewildered and it it just is such a special moment that's lush I I love the idea of that yeah yeah definitely tell your celebrant everything (laughs) we'll be your counsellor your confidant and your celebrant all in one perfect so out of all the well possibly hundreds of different ceremonies that a celebrant could do what's your personal favourite one and why So I think my favourite service is outdoors. As long as things like the microphones are working well, because the one thing that I don't particularly enjoy is if I'm outside and there's no... There's a lot of wind, you can't really hear the couple say their vows and and people kind of switch off. So if you've got a gorgeous outdoor setting, the sun's shining, you've got your beautiful couple in front of you and all of their loved ones behind... I really do enjoy making that green space, flowers, candles, whatever they want. So I'd say that's my favourite venue type. My favourite ritual or mini ceremony, oh, that's a good one. I like the sand ceremony because it's 
a representation of love, foundation, family, togetherness. And it's something that you can create together and put on in your home somewhere. And every time that you look at that piece of art, you're going to smile. I think that for me is really special. Mm. The hand fasting is special as well, but that's at the at the moment in time. Whereas with the sand, you've created something together that, that you look at and view. But I think my weird and wonderful ones, like if someone asked me to wear, I don't know, a Star Trek outfit, dress as Princess Leila <laughs> or whatever her name is, I think I would love that. <laughs> so if you've got something weird and wonderful, get at me because I'll definitely be down to trying something new. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the best way to actually find a wedding celebrant so i'm on the guides for brides website which Mm. we do tend to put ourselves around on the various wedding uh programs if you like so we use those i also use instagram and facebook under beautifully tailored ceremonies and i would say that when you look for your celebrant don't just look in your area there may be the one for you (laughs) you've already found the one but someone else could be the one (laughs) as well um and they may be just outside of your remit if you live on the border of somewhere so i'd definitely say expand your locations and really do look around the search tools use recommendations and reviews that people have left have a look on their websites have a look on their instagram i mean i post a lot of my reviews on my instagram account i've also got a really lovely web well i think it's lovely um i've got a really great (laughs) website (laughs) a girl did a fantastic job for me on my website and you know all of my reviews are posted on there as well so really investigate and the one thing that actually you want your celebrant to have is a really lovely voice because obviously they're going to deliver your ceremony for you. So a voice is important. See if you can look at some videos of them talking or saying a reading, something like that, because that is important as well. Oh, that's great advice. Thank you, Beely. Final question for you, Beely. What is your recommendation to couples for finding the right celebrant? How sh- how would you say they would know when they found the right person? Okay, so for me personally, I'm, I will speak on behalf of myself. I always offer a couple a free FaceTime for 60 minutes or when we can officially meet, I would meet the couple because... It's so important to get to know different celebrants. Try out two, three, four. Go and meet different ones. Not every celebrant is going to be your right one. Mm -hmm. But always have in mind that this is your special day. And if you don't come away from that meeting with your celebrant feeling like they're going to give you the best ceremony ever, go with your gut feeling on it not everyone's going to match on things it's the same as a celebrant with a couple though you know if if their beliefs are quite strong and the couple aren't religious at all perhaps that may not be the right mix so I think definitely having lots of consultations and 
getting lots of quotes from celebrants in your area or further maybe recommendation is another one so if a celebrant has been recommended to you or you might have been to a wedding previously and thought wow that was that was really good who who was that and you know you want to call up um your family member or your friend and say who was that but then interestingly you can meet your celebrant in any which way shape or form so if we've got time i'll tell you a quick story of how my latest client has come on board with me so my mum is looking to invest in a property and she'd asked me if I would go with her to just go and view the outside you know walk around see what the area is like so we go there um this weekend actually and we're walking around and I'm going mum this is this is embarrassing people are looking out the windows come on let's go (laughs) and this couple turn up in their car and park and they get out and they say to my mum oh are you are you okay and she's like, oh, yeah, we're just looking at this property. We're coming to view it properly on Monday inside. Da, da, da. And she starts to speak to this couple and they say, well, actually, we're putting our place on the market. Would you like to come and see in our place? And she's like, yeah, brilliant. So we go upstairs and we go in and look <laughs> and everything. And they're pregnant at the moment. They're six months gone. So they're, they're having their baby in three months time. And my mum notices things in their house. And she's like, oh, is that a picture of your wedding day? And the couple say, yeah, we got married last year in COVID times. And unfortunately, we could only have 15 people there. But we're going to get married next year. And we're having all of our family and friends there. And I said, oh, you know, I'm with you on that. I know the last year has been hard for you. I'm a wedding celebrant. And da, da, da. And they both looked at each other and gasped and went, are you? And I said, yeah. And they went, <laughs> well, that's the only thing we haven't booked for next year. Can you do our wedding? <laughs> okay that's amazing so so, you know right place right time but I've I've turned up to come and view the outdoor of a flat block and I've ended up getting a couple on board with that so you know always talk to people It, it really does help if your celebrant is a chatty person and talkative because you want to engage the guests that are going to be at your wedding ceremony and you want someone that's right to do that that you know is it might not be to your style to have an out there celebrant, but my personality is is very bold and I love to talk to everyone and I really like to make people feel special. So I would definitely be the one at the front that's making sure everyone's got their tissues out at the right moments and laughing as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Beaulie. Your insights have been super helpful, especially for those who probably hadn't considered having a celebrant-led ceremony before. Yeah, brilliant. I hope that it gives people the insight that they want. And, you know, planning your wedding is such a... It's full of the ups and downs, but it's one of the best things that you can do. To, to see that achievement on the day, it will all be worth it. Oh, Perfect. So, uh, as always, you can find a number of useful resources in the show notes. Um, Just head over to www.guidesforbrides.co.uk forward slash podcast. We've included the link to Bewley's listing there too. And we've got our guide to celebrants and celebrant-led ceremonies for those of you who would like to learn more. That's it for this week, but we'll be back soon with another episode of our wedding podcast. In the meantime, why not follow us on socials? Our tag is at Guides for Brides. Thanks again for joining us. Bye. Bye.